Hello, goblins and ghouls, and welcome to My Haunted Life Podcast, the podcast all about the dark history behind your favorite paranormal experiences. I'm your host, Angela Hartshorn. And today, finally, is the conclusion of the Haunted Doll Month. I did it. I got all the way through. And today... I'm interviewing a collector of what she calls spirited dolls. Good morning, goblins and ghouls. How is everyone doing today? I hope you are having a wonderful day because you deserve it. I cannot be the only one not patiently awaiting the time of pumpkin-flavored coffees. And let me tell you, I need them so much right now. (laughs) It's been a little insane around here. I know I always say it's crazy, but this time I can genuinely say it's insane. (laughs) But at the same time, kind of quiet because all of the fabrics for hats, which I apparently used up real quick for Midsummer Scream and did not realize how low I was, have been delayed. And I don't really know what to do with myself around the shop, so I've been finding other things and working on hair slides, but it's still weird. I don't like it. It's confusing everything. I don't have a whole lot of podcast housekeeping for today. I mean, I probably could, but I'm going to try to keep this short because this is going to be a long episode. We got to talking. Remember a few weeks ago when in the podcast group where I posted about being like absolutely like shook? Yeah, that's this episode. No fireside chat tonight. Uh, look for it tomorrow night over on the Patreon. I'll be doing a live Paranormal Investigation of Kronk Art and Curiosities After Work. It should be a lot of fun. We, uh, it's really strange because when me and Andrew did it, we had some, we had some weird things happen. When Chris was there, it was like next to nothing. So it was just, you never know. So it should be interesting. We're all going to be in for a surprise. Which totally reminds me to get new batteries and to charge things today. On this week's episode, I have my darling friend Becca from Raven's Dark Dolls. She is an artist that takes old dolls and puts a spooky twist on them. In her travels, she has come across more than a few spirited dolls, as she calls them. We talk about the why in the first place she'd be doing this, what to do with 
a doll spirited by a dark entity, and so much more. We had so much fun. That's why we talked for almost two hours. But it's a good one, I promise. Totally worth it. So let's get into it, shall we? Grab yourself a cup of tea, make sure the doors are locked and the sage is close by. I have a story to tell you. Well, I guess technically, Becca has a story to tell you. But that's okay, you understand. Now, uh, today I have my wonderful buddy, Rebecca from Raven's Dark Dolls on the podcast today, continuing our discussion on haunted dolls, who right before we started recording tonight, (laughs) Becca was giving me shit about how, because she knows how much I don't like dolls. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's highly amused that I picked dolls for this month. <laughs> so, how are you, love? I am very well and excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I I feel like we, because we do oddities, shows, and everything together. We've known each other from, I think, the Renaissance Festival, right? For Yes, yes. I bought one of your early hats, actually. Yes, you got one of the first, I think you got the first raven hat I ever did, which is... That's what you, yeah, that's what you said, yes, yes. Because I I wasn't sure how it would sell, and then you bought it within, like, ten minutes. I'm like, oh, okay, I should make more of these. (laughs) Um, That's so funny. Uh, But yes, I I feel like we've run into you. A lot. And uh, I feel like this is where Raven's Dark Dolls comes from. So what do you do, my dear? Well, I do make, uh, I alter dolls. Uh, We find them from antique stores and thrift shops and things like that. And I alter their appearance uh, using uh, different techniques There's about 6 to 20 layers on each doll. 6 to 20 layers of, like, paint? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, each one is unique. Each one's different. Um, And, yeah, sometimes I just allow the doll to tell me what they want to be. Other times I have a clear vision of what I want. Uh, Sometimes it's a total mishap and, you know, hey, it happens and it looks wonderful. So, yeah. What do you mean you let the doll tell you? Like creative inspiration or something else? Well, I having done this for a few years now, I have run across some spirited objects. Um, <laughs> and other times I just feel that they have a bit of a personality. And okay. those are the ones I'm usually talking about. And I just look at them and go, hmm, you know, what would you like to be? What was your, you know, what would your name be? Uh, but I also have run across the others, you know, the, the kind that are spirited and active. 
um, quite by accident. That wasn't something that I set out to do. Uh, it just, you know, after you've got a few hundred dolls under your belt, you're like, wow, there's a percentage of them that have something attached. Sometimes it's a nice benign little spirit and sometimes it's not. Mm. So, and those get buried in the front yard and I'm not kidding. Oh my God. I mean, so first of all, uh, what, what do you think the percentage is of haunted dolls you come across? <sighs> well, when I first started finding them, I, I would determine, you know, what level we're at. You know, it can, can I put this in my home? Is it safe for us to have in our home? Uh, then it's like, well, if they're okay, then, you know, I kept them. And then, you know, I'm starting to turn into like Zach Baggins. I, I have... <laughs> too many. And then I'm like, well, I don't need this many, you know, active things in my house. Uh, so now I've started carefully, carefully altering them and selling them. Uh, but it is my discretion. I have to make sure that the buyer actually can handle the spirit. And yes, I use various techniques to figure out, um, if they're active or not. So I do several K2 sessions. I do several pendulum and, you know, different things uh, over a course of time to see, you know, what information I can glean from them. Mm, I just, but I, I would say, I was sorry. I was just thinking, yeah, uh, answering good. your original question, which I blew past. <laughs> percent to 20%, no, about 10%, five to 10 I think are spirited. You can't see it. My face is like, what? Okay. That's still quite a bit of dolls. If you think about that, like every hundred dolls, there's like 10. Uh, yeah, that's why my house is full. Um, and it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't something that I set out to do. And then once I started becoming aware and kind of thumping myself in the head going, you know, you should have figured this out by now. And it's like, well, no, you know, I just like the doll and I take it home and then go, whoops. Uh, <laughs> and now everything gets staged, you know, before it comes in, in our home and that type of thing. That's our first level of defense. And we stage everything and uh, check it out thoroughly. So how... I feel like we're going very basic on this question, but how do you know it's spirited? I love that you keep calling it spirited. It's not haunted. It's not possessed. It's spirited. I love that. Um, sometimes it's just a feeling. Uh, you know, if you're sensitive to the energy, sometimes it's just kind of a feeling you get. Okay. Uh, other times... You, you just look at it and go, oh, yeah, you're active, you know, and then you get home and start, you know, pulling out the ghost hunting equipment and going, OK, let's see how active are you and will you respond? And I like to do various different things. You know, I like playing with flashlights. It's a very basic uh ghost hunting tool mm -hmm. uh, where something can interact with a flashlight. Uh, the K2 meteor registers uh, uh, electromagnetic fields, uh, pendulum. You know, there are many different ways to actually, you know, start communication. Uh, but yeah, just trying to figure out, you know, are they active? Are they not? What's the level? You know, am I safe? Is it safe to bring home? You know, and that type of thing. Because I'm not knowingly going to sell somebody 
uh, an Annabelle situation or a Robert <laughs> the Doll situation. Uh, if there's a big, what I call big entity in it, uh, no, 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 you may not take it home. You know, uh, absolutely, positively, no. I, I feel like you need to work on a, like, rating system. Like, mm. a literal one to ten. You could even sell it. It would be a cute little, like... <laughs> A uh, card to give people of for your haunted doll. So there's like so many questions, and um, I, know. <laughs> I, I think one of the things that is so striking to me about this conversation is just how comfortable you are discussing this, which makes me feel like you've been into or have experienced the paranormal for quite some time before the dolls. I actually have. Um, I worked at a haunted uh, hotel uh, for a number of years, almost uh, about eight years. And um, so working with the paranormal on a nightly basis, I was a tour guide. Uh, so it was something that interests me. And a lot of people would leave the hotel uh, and actually become professional ghost hunters. Wow. Um, I actually, one of my ex-bosses is now a professional ghost hunter. <laughs> so um, it, it was something that piqued my interest. And definitely, I've always believed in the paranormal. I always believed that, you know, this these things could happen and stuff like that. Um, I just never understood that it could all be in one place. And it could be so active on almost a nightly basis. And I was like, how is that possible? Uh, but working with them at, for so many years, they became my coworkers. You know, the spirits uh, became my coworkers, and um, I would ask them to do something for a tour group, and they usually would, uh, which I found amazing. So it just ballooned from there. That's so freaking cool. Because <laughs> I I know the hotel, and I know we're not going to say names just because, but. It's pretty epic, you guys. Just saying. Um, that I, I just, I could listen to your stories all freaking day. And we, we've started this. Um, we've actually been talking for quite a bit longer than the podcast has been going. Um, but you, you've already mentioned their names. And probably the reasons why we had so many technical issues. Uh, I swear to God, anytime I do a podcast about the Warrens, something happens. It I don't know what it is, but it's always them. Everything else is quiet. And uh, you have gotten to meet... Not only Robert the Doll, but also Annabelle. Yes, and the Shadow Doll Ah. uh, as well. Ah. Uh, And the Conjuring Mirror. Uh, Yeah, uh, we flew out to, my friend and I, uh, inspiration, she gave me a creepy doll years ago, uh, which actually spawned my uh, interest in altering dolls and subsequently my business. Uh, oh. We went out 
Yeah. So we, we went out to Connecticut to have an evening experience with uh, Lorraine Warren. Oh. And uh, we're, we were very, very lucky because uh, she died a couple of years later. So uh, we were so lucky to be able to meet the lady in person. Oh, my God. Meet Tony Sarah. Yeah. Meet Annabelle. Oh. Um, now, me being, being who I am, oh my God. I literally got within an inch and a half of Annabelle's case because I wanted to see for sure as an amateur ghost hunter is like, is there anybody home? So I am literally getting as close as I physically can to that case without touching it. And I got about an inch and a half and I felt like almost like an aura. And I jumped back and I looked at my friend and I said, I'm going to the bar now. And she just looked at me. She said, what happened? I said, never mind. I'm going to the bar. And and that was that. Um, I, yes, yes, somebody is home. Um, and with, with Annabelle in particular, it's like, no, you do not disrespect, you know, any of the major haunted dolls. It is just a good practice. You do not disrespect them. And you show proper respect. Um, I had a feeling that Annabelle kind of liked the adoration because everybody there, there were a few hundred people at this event and everybody was excited about Annabelle. So I I think she liked it. You know, it kind of, it was almost like, yes, attention, show me attention. I like being on display. And and it really was, but you would not disrespect it. And I certainly wouldn't hold the doll, you know, if given an opportunity. I mean, that's just crazy uh, because there is somebody home and it is something that I wouldn't want in my house. (laughs) I, uh, I, I don't know how in any of our conversations you have not told me that you met Lorraine Warren. I'm so sorry. I don't know how. I'm like, I am starstruck right now. You have no idea. Uh, It was was an amazing evening, and they did talk about cases. Uh, Unfortunately, Lorraine wasn't feeling well, Mm -hmm. uh, so she didn't speak much. Uh, Tony Spira spoke for her uh, most of the time, and uh, then they showed the preview for The Conjuring, or uh, yeah, it was one of the Conjuring movies, because uh, they, they did bring the uh, the Conjuring mirror, which uh, was the inspiration for that particular horror film. Um, most of our good horror films have actually come from Ed, Ed and Lorraine's uh, cases. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amityville. So Amityville, Annabelle, uh, The Conjuring, all that stuff are based on Ed and Lorraine Warren's cases. Mm-hmm. So I, I find that fascinating. And that's, I feel like, part of their legacy is mm-hmm. there is something about their stories we just can't let go of. And you know, they are the original ghost hunters. They really are. It, it's just, oh, and literally, as soon as you said you met Lorraine, I broke out in goosebumps and complete jealousy. Because that was always my dream, was to meet her before she passed. And obviously, I didn't get a chance. But I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm starstruck. Um, what was your impression of the shadow doll? Speaking of dolls. Hmm. That one uh, actually did have a human tooth, and it it had 
uh, it was paper mache, and it also had, uh, I believe, bones from birds and things like that. Um, wow. You can look it up online what the shadow doll looks like, mm-hmm. and the myth, the mythos says, you know, if you give this picture to someone within 24 hours, they will die. So I, I wouldn't exactly send people pictures of this doll. Um, but my personal opinion was that doll hated everybody. Hmm. Uh, I got within about six feet of that doll and asked permission, as I did with Annabelle, I asked permission to take photos because uh, that's just a good practice anyway. And I just felt the animosity and the negativity coming off of this doll. And I was like, wow. I just kind of looked at her and said, you're not a happy camper and you really don't want to be here, do you? And you want to kill everybody in this room. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Wow. So that was my impression. Oh. Yeah, because I, I feel like it's one of the ones that's not, known as much of. I don't feel like it's... It's definitely not the celebrity that Annabelle is. Uh-uh. I feel no, like you no, kind of... No, no movies have been made about this doll. <laughs> no. Uh, I will admit, I have never seen the Annabelle movies. Maybe by the time the podcast <laughs> comes out, I'll actually buckle down and watch it. They're fun, but you have to remember the real Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll. She's a f- not the grotesque doll that they present in the movie. I mean, the grotesque doll actually, I get it. You know, it's like it's more visually scary for a horror film. Yeah. Uh, but the real Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann, a very simple you know, Raggedy Ann doll. And it's like, you have to remember that, that that is just a stuffed little doll, you know, that everybody's childhood played with. Oh, yeah. My mom had a three foot tall one that I think an ex-boyfriend gave her. And I've asked her for the pictures, but uh, that outfit, because you could take the outfit off, was my Halloween costume a few years. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. I think it's still in the I, I actually, I, I have a picture of the Annabelle, Annabelle the doll, uh, actually on my oddity wall. And uh, oh. it, it was taken that night. And I absolutely love that picture. And it's like, I say hi to her often going, hi, Annabelle, as I'm walking through the house. Um, but yeah, again, you know, these things really are... Uh, dangerous. Oh. You know, I, I certainly wouldn't wouldn't play with them. But you do technically. Not, not that level. Not that level. Not, le- not yeah. that level. No, no. Um, we have we got one wall, one doll uh, that I picked up that I absolutely just had to have, and I'm walking it over to the cart, and we're at uh, an arc. And my boyfriend looks at me and he says, I don't like that doll. And I said, oh, she's fine. She is great. No problem. And, uh, you know, as I'm walking, the doll turns its head and Ah! looks directly at Rob. Now, I I just say, oh, it's just the motion of me walking. I'm carrying a doll. Of course that happens. Well, as the checkout girl gets to the doll, she, she says, I don't like this doll. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Not a problem. So I, I'm sitting here 
one going, oh, it's no problem at all. And uh, as we get in the car, Rob and I both immediately start having a headache. But he has one on the left side because he's driving, and I have one on the right side. And we immediately get quiet because we realize something odd is happening. And as soon as we get home, we set the doll on the front porch, and he goes, go get the sage. I got the sage. I am blowing sage into the uh, face of this doll. And, I mean, we're talking Cheech and Chong. I am (laughs) blowing as hard as I can with the smoke at this doll. It gets an inch from the doll and repels and blows away from the doll. And I'm looking at that. And I'm like, well, blow harder. So I'm blowing as hard as I can with with this sage stick, and it's still repelling. And then something moved behind the eyes. I fell on my backside. (gasps) And I looked at him, and I said, we have a problem. And he goes, yep. Uh, She's buried in our front yard, uh, actually. And I have offered the Museum of Shadows, if they want to come and get her, uh, they are more than welcome to, to dig her up. I'll show, show them right where she is, uh, and they can take her to the museum. But I will not touch that doll, ever. Not again. And I used gloves when I touched her. I, I yeah. So sometimes sometimes oh there there's something attached that I don't think was ever human. And I, mm-hmm. I think that is Annabelle, and and it might possibly be Robert the doll as well. But I think sometimes there is an attachment that was never human, and then you have to look at what is their motivation. Oh, well, they want to go to an innocent child. Well, that's a terrifying thought. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, that's my own horror story. Oh my god! And I feel like we need to describe. Your menses, because he's, he's, how tall is he? He's so tall. <laughs> oh, uh, Rob? Yeah. He's 6'2", uh, I think, 6'2". And he is, from my experience with him, I should say, a giant teddy bear. He truly is. He is, and he puts up with all my shenanigans. Um, You know, we've we've been doing the doll thing for about six years now or so, and he he puts up with it. He he will carry the cart around in goodwill uh, because I was literally chased at one point around uh, the store by this little old lady who was trying to hit me uh, because I was taking dolls to alter them. So his job now is to carry the cart. They're not going to hit him. Aww. He's kind of a big guy. He, he has a beard, long hair, you know. He's a big teddy bear. Uh, but he does. He He's the first one who gets the shovel if there's a problem. <laughs> uh, he gets the sage. You know, we work well as a team together. And it's like, yeah, um, we've gotten out of every scrape that we've been into so far. <laughs> wow, because he, he's just so chill. Mm, he is. Like, he, he calms me down. Yeah, he's, uh, where he's very calm. Whiny, you know, he's very grounding. That That's absolutely true. Aww. And I picked him up at the Ren Fair about 16 years ago. Are you serious? Oh, I, I, I totally did it. Iris and Rose. I picked him up. And at Iris and Rose. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. See, I... I took him home and kept him. Oh, my God. See... 
Me and Jordan so, yeah. are very similar. I met Jordan at his booth. And uh, the story I always used to tell his grandmothers where I never got, I could never get rid of him. And that was 15 years ago now. Mm-hmm. So that that's funny. That's well, another you, weird. You know when they know. It's another weird parallel between us. I didn't know that. That's funny. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned real quick, because um, I don't want to lose this, uh, the Museum of Shadows. What is this? Uh, well, it's up in Omaha, Nebraska. And we went, I think it was 2016. Uh, we went there uh, as a side trip. We were going to Villisca, Iowa. Ah! Uh, to the oh, my we, God. We actually did our own uh, amateur investigation. Um, so that was kind of a side trip. It was like, oh, there's a haunted museum? Well, of course, we must go to the haunted museum. Uh, and I was impressed. And they just moved to a, a larger location. Uh, they have over 3,000, no, 300,000 articles, uh, and everything is confirmed active. Oh. And they have all sorts of stuff. Um, they they have one doll named Ada, uh, which I actually like her. Um, she's in a case, and I actually, she was playing with my flashlight when I took, you know, I started talking to her and I told her, hey, you know, we, we're back. Uh, we came from Colorado and we wanted to say hi to you. And she started flashing. And I, I thought that was really amazing. Um, and then there was another doll. Um, what is his name? I need to... Demas. Uh, Demas, there, there's an, well, there's an entity attached to that one. Um, showed, it, showed him respect and definitely followed the rules. There was a whole list of rules of saying, you know, what to do and what not to do. You know, please don't poke fun of the uh, doll, basically. Um, much much like Robert the doll, you mm-hmm. know, there, mm-hmm. there are rules and there are rules for reasons. And so um, there are different, uh, different items that you can look at. You can't touch anything, but you can definitely uh, look at them and sense the energy. There was so much energy going on. I felt like I was in a beehive at one point. Jesus. And then we, oh, it was it was massive. Then we went downstairs to the basement because, of course, there's creepy things in the basement. Of course. Uh, that's where yeah. they, they put all the ritual things that are... Um, used in dark rituals and oh. things like that, uh, usually negative in nature. So I'm, you know, I'm going around and I'm, I'm looking at the different items. I can tell you for a fact, I saw several shadow figures down there. Oh. And at one, one point, I was actually surrounded by shadow figures. And for a terrifying second, I couldn't find my boyfriend. And I'm like looking, going, where's Rob? And then logic came back to my head and is like, hey, stupid, uh, Rob would never leave you. He mm-hmm. would never leave the room. He is still there. You just can't see him. And as soon as I told them to back away, I could see my boyfriend again. I was like, oh, there you are. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, but the next room, uh, they had a doll that was encased in, uh, well, it was encased in an entire uh, cage and it had barbed wire on the cage. Then oh the God. doll itself was wrapped with black uh, thread. Uh, so there was actually, 
a bunch of notes on this doll and it was like, look, you know, if you're not feeling well or if you're feeling physically affected, please step out of the room. You know, this is serious business. Uh, You know, no making fun, no taunting the doll. Uh, But also it gave a warning if the doll looks like it's vibrating, uh, then leave immediately. And that's what the instructions said. And I'm looking at that, I'm looking at the doll. And I went, you know what? We're not staying in here long. I said hello to the doll. I did a quick look around. I said goodbye to the doll and I left. And that was a total of a few seconds. I was like, nope, nope, and nope. So even the doll maker was scared of that doll. Wow. Because, I mean, the black thread binding ritual is where my brain goes. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I'm, I'm pretty darn sure of that one. Uh, I, I did not, uh, truthfully, I did not stay long enough to read all of the, the, the stuff about the doll uh, because the energy in there was so negative and so strong that I just couldn't exist. I was like, no, 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 and no, you know. So I, I knew it was not a place for Becca. So I, I just kind of went, yeah, we're done. And after that, I literally had to go out of the museum. And I talked with the nice girls up front, and I, I was trying to grab and center and they're like you know are you going back in or are you done and I was like honestly I don't know I was just in the basement I'm a little overwhelmed I I think I might be done so we literally drove three hours out of our way (laughs) to to go see a doll to see a museum and uh, stay there for an hour oh you know it is what it is yeah no definitely um I want to look up the oddities schedule for next year and see if Omaha's one of our stops, because I would I would go for that. St. Louis. We, we had just done the St. Louis show. Okay. We were out there. We were out in that area, so we just did the side trip up to uh, Omaha. Oh, I've... <laughs> and that's how we got... I had never heard of this place until you were telling me about it. And it, it's become a passion, you know, yeah. uh, seeing haunted objects and things like that has become a real passion for me. And then I'm very curious to see if I can sense, is it, you know, a benign spirit? You know, what can, what information can I pick up? Or is it, a, you know, a big entity, you know, and going, oh, no, goodbye, you know. So it is kind of interesting. I always think of it as research. That, that makes sense. Um, do you feel like you have... You know, everybody has their specialty or the things that they're drawn towards. Do you feel like dolls are your thing? Hmm. I guess so. Like I said, I never, I never intended this. Um, when my friend, uh, she went to a horror convention and she gave me, uh, brought me back a souvenir and it was a creepy doll. And I just became enamored by the whole process. And I was like, wow, that's a creative outlet. And it actually allowed me to work through going, look, you can handle something dark and scary and it's not going to affect you. You know, Mm -hmm. you're fine. And then it became a business. Then it became art. And now I look at a doll and it's more of how can I alter you? What can I do to make you different so someone will love you and take you home? So, so now it's more from the business aspect, but yeah, I do. It, it's, it's become a whole thing and I do plushies, you know, plush toys and, and alter them as well. Uh, so it's just become my creative outlet and now my business. Um, I feel like, again, I've known you around for years. Um, mm-hmm. 
But I feel like we really got to know each other because of the oddity shows. Oh, but absolutely. Also how you love to show me the new stuff and watch me like cringe. Um, <laughs> and I think one of your favorite instances was <laughs> we were at, I think it was the Colorado Springs oddity show. Yes. And it was this last one. It just happened not too long ago. And I was hanging out with um, my friend Chris from Cronk Art and Curiosities, his niece, who is under the age of 10. I don't remember how old she was. She's, she's a munchkin and apparently loves horror, loves creepy stuff. And... We went by your booth and I, she just, her eyes just lit up (laughs) and she was so excited. And the fact that I knew you and we could go talk to the lady with the, the creepy doll, the dogs in particular, she liked the, the creepy zombie dogs. Um, she was so excited, but what made all this worse is that you were a very sweet and kind person and decided to give her. What are these stuffed animals? And I had to sit oh, next. Oh, it wasn't that bad. I had to sit next to it the rest of the weekend. <laughs> and she thought this was hilarious, too, because she also realized quickly that not my favorite. And she thought it was the greatest thing on the face of the planet. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, it, kids love to scare scare people. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I find it great that, that kids don't have that in, innate fear most mm-hmm. of the time. Most of the time it's the adults and their reaction. You know, I have seen kids totally unafraid and come all up, you know, come to the booth and go, oh, this is great, I love this. And then the parents go, ooh, ah, ooh, you know, and then they get afraid. And I was like, wow, I think you just gave your kid a new phobia. Congratulations. Aww. You know, is that the right thing to do? Uh, but people really do have fears. Um, I believe it's called pediophobia. Okay. And it, it's the fear of, of dolls, you know, and they're, they're lifelike, but, you know, they're not human. They're, they're almost. But I, I've also had a um, psychiatrist come up to me and say, this is really great because people are afraid of dolls. But the way you've painted it, you've painted their fears. And I was like, yeah, it's free therapy. Oh, that's cool. And that's what I say to you, Angela. It's free therapy. I know. I'm not... It's one of those, like, I I know you told me you listened to the Robert the Doll podcast to get this all kick off this month, that I don't have a fear of dolls. It's, I think it's my personal experience makes me untrusting of dolls, if that makes sense. No, it, you know, having a doll move on its own is, is terrifying, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean, yes, you know, and and was it paranormal in your house or was it, you know, a spirited, you know, vessel? Who who knows? But, um, yeah, it it can be quite terrifying. Um, That's an interesting question for you. Uh, um, It's not out yet, but I'm working on the Annabelle podcast for the next one coming up. 
And one of the big things that Ed Warren kept saying was that the doll's not possessed. It's not, um, I can't think of how he put it. Or I should say at least how it started um, was that this negative entity um, was just moving the doll to get their attention. It wasn't actually a possessed item that possessed, um, how did he put it? Uh, entities can't possessed, possess, uh, inanimate objects. They can only affect them. Which, which is, is interesting. It's like, how do you prove that? Yeah. It's like, I am not a hundred percent sure, you know, because getting that close to Annabelle herself, it's like there was energy there and it was contained in that case. And I even talked to uh, Tony Spera as he was packing Annabelle up. And I said, are you ever afraid? You know, you're, you're moving her, you know, are you ever afraid? He's like, no, we, we take great lengths to make sure that the entity within is contained. Uh, they do have a priest that comes by once a month. They do bless it with holy water. I mean, they have all these rituals that they do. So is there something in that vessel? I don't know. You know, all I know is the energy that I felt and the energy that I pick up from, from different things. And I can tell, you know, when they're really big and you shouldn't mess with them. And, you know, when it might be some benign little spirit of a nine-year-old uh, kid, because uh, one of my dolls actually has a nine-year-old spirit attached to it. Um, she's delightful. She's absolutely delightful. Uh, so I don't know. I, that's the chicken and the egg uh, query. Uh, okay. Um, tell me about the nine-year-old. What? What? I was one of my lists was uh, to ask you about like the nicest because of course I had to ask about the the scariest situation, but I also have like the sweetest, nicest experience you have. So it's very interesting. You keep leading into all my points. I'm like, I don't have to do nothing. This is the easiest podcast ever. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, don't be sorry. This is amazing for me. There, there's one that I, I uh, had realized was active, and I started doing a K2 session. And K2 is my favorite uh, okay. medium to work with uh, because I get a direct response. Mm-hmm. And if I make sure I'm not filming, I make sure my phone is off, there's not even a TV on when I'm doing a session, and I'll sit there. And I'm like, okay, if somebody's home, you know, can you please, you know, acknowledge this? And when the K2 starts engaging and you can't find a logical explanation for it, you know, it's like, oh, okay. And they're responding directly to a question. um, Then to me, that means there's intelligence there. Uh And I started talking uh, with this doll and I said, okay, well, um, let's figure out your name. So we did the ABCs and I uh-huh. went through very slowly, uh, you know, every, you know, uh, letter. And when we got to E, it lit up all the way to red. And I was like, oh, she likes E. And so then in my head, for some reason, popped the name Everly. 
And I was like, well, that's not a name I normally think about. No. And I looked at the doll and I said, are you Everly? And it blinked three times. And I was like, oh, okay, we got a winner. winner. Ding, ding, ding. And I was like, great. Okay, Everly. Um, now let's try to figure out how old you are. So I switched to the pendulum. And I said, okay, we're going to play with this. And I, I coached her through how to, how to work a pendulum. And I said, we're going to figure out um, how old you are. And so I just went, you know, how about uh, one to five years old? You know, uh, let me know. Okay, now... Uh, uh, five to nine and then it started going off then I said are you closer to five um so slight malfunction in my fault uh long story short I'm not a technology person anyways we were talking about Everly and how you were deducing how old she was yes and it, it was a bit of a numbers game. So it's like, are you uh, infant to five years old? And I waited for a response, got nothing. Uh, are you five to nine years old? And I did get a response. Okay. So from there, I started whittling down uh, to get the exact age. And uh, when I hit nine, uh, it the uh, K2 was going off and so was the pendulum. So I was like, okay, so I think we have a winner. She's nine years old. And I had asked, um, actually, it was my boyfriend. He goes, you should ask if she wants to be altered. And I, I had thought about it. I was like, yeah, I've never asked a doll before. So I asked permission. I said, would you like to be altered? Okay. Do you want to be a zombie? I got nothing. Do you want to be a vampire? And it was like, yes, yes, yes. So I was like, okay, well, you're going to be a vampire. And, and uh, she actually has a placard uh, around her neck that says, I'm haunted. Um, and while at our last show, uh, so this was St. Louis Oddity Market, and uh, he is talking to a customer about our haunted doll. He's talking about Everly. And then right behind him, I am actually sitting down, uh, scrolling through my phone real fast uh, to see if I have to address anything. So I'm scrolling through my phone and this doll actually hits me and I catch it. And I'm like, I'm looking up going, what the, hey, what, what just happened? He goes, oh yeah, the lady asked if we had any other haunted dolls. So the doll that fell off the perch was actually an active doll. And oh. I said, well, I didn't, I didn't bump the table. I, no one was around it. And several people saw it happen. Huh. So, yes, sometimes they like attention. Sometimes it's like, hey, me, pick me, pick me. Um, I'm still working with that one to figure out. Uh, she moves by herself a bit. And um, she causes other dolls to be knocked over. Uh, so I have to keep her away from other dolls. I'm, I'm considering making her a nice little enclosure uh, so that, uh, you know, she doesn't mess my in inventory up. Oh, my God. Because you, you usually don't take the haunted dolls to shows. No, this is, this is new for us. Okay. Uh, and it's only because... I have more than 20 haunted dolls at this moment. Jesus. And 
I, my house feels full, you know, it feels like yeah. a full house, even though you're looking around and there's nobody there and it just, it, it's getting a bit much, you know, and it's like, well, some of the benign ones, because we, we get asked constantly, you know, do you have any haunted dolls? You know, cause all of my dolls look creepy. You know, of course they're haunted. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they're not. You know, we go to great lengths to make sure that they're not haunted. Uh, but just this this year i've decided to let a couple go going okay to responsible people if i feel good about it you know i'll I'll sell it to them and if it's you know a little kid i'll say absolutely positively no Mm -hmm. you know and uh leave it at that uh but if it's a responsible uh teen to adult you know or young adult it's like okay you know i think they can handle it uh but it really depends you know it depends Is, is a doll going to mash up with that other person like this uh young lady at uh, this show that you and I were at, uh, she actually bought one of my haunted dolls and she was unaltered and she just immediately honed in on that doll. And she came back three separate times and I said, okay, let, let's really make sure that her energy works with her energy. And I felt like it was a good match. It felt good. It felt that the doll wanted to go home with her. She wanted the doll wow. and uh, it was a good match. But yeah, I, I take a lot of responsibility. I I am very, very careful about that because I'm still having kind of a moral quandary over mm-hmm. the whole haunted situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Because, I mean, you don't want to put... You don't want to put a spirit in a place where they're not going to be respected. But the other side of that, the exact, you know, the other side of the coin, you don't want to put anyone else at risk either. True. And, and that's, that's where I feel, you know, and it's like, and I don't want to bring too many because literally we do put them in a case with sigils on it, uh, just for our, our own protection while we're driving. Uh, because you know, we don't want a car accident. We don't want anything, uh, to happen to us as we're traveling. Uh, and I make sure that it's the very benign spirits that go with, you know, go with us. Uh, but the, Last doll I was just talking about, she slipped through my net. I actually did not know she was haunted until huh. people kept coming up to my booth at that particular show. And they said, there's something negative about this doll. And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? And uh, I mean, literally, I, I'm sitting here doing K2 sessions with her going, yeah, there's something home. I I, I didn't know when I altered her. I totally didn't know so that makes me a little concerned as well you know I'm I'm going to have to double my efforts on working with dolls and making sure uh that I'm being safe if that makes sense an extra safety measure wow um do you remember your your first haunted doll spirited doll Actually, um, I, I think I, I think I do. Um, my, my friend, I, I talk a lot about her. Uh, she's a really good friend. Um, I have her haunted collection here in my home and it made sense for me to keep her, uh, her dolls. And I didn't really think much about it. You know, I was like, yeah, you can keep them here. I don't really care. No problem. Blah, blah, blah. And they live in my studio. which makes my my studio very interesting. Um, But 
working with that particular doll, uh, I stupidly decided to have a tea party with all the haunted dolls because that's a Becca thing to do. Yeah. Let's have a tea party. And so I set out a little antique tea set and I put the K2 meter down and I had all the haunted dolls out and, and we were enjoying this lovely thing. And I'm watching TV at this point cause I'm bored and I'm like watching this doll and her facial expressions change. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I call them talkies when their mouth moves. And I'm like, okay, power of suggestion, Becca. This is just power of suggestion. I'm like, no, it's not. This doll is. Been, and I'm like, hey, Rob, check this out. Just kind of look, glance over this direction. Tell me what you see. He's like, oh, this doll's totally talking. Her mouth is moving. Her facial ah. expression is changing. I jump up. I, I've never moved that fast. I ended up I think in his lap going, okay, I'm nervous. And yeah. uh, then I call my friend. And I said, so this haunted doll that you gave me, you know, that I'm keeping for you, uh, tell me a little bit about it. Because, oh, it has an entity in it. I just went, oh, thanks for telling me. Yeah. Thanks. Oh so my God. that was that was probably my first experience, you know, with the haunted dolls. So then I became very aware and started working with them, and you know, it's just progressed since. Jeez, oh, um, I'm just like, I'm, mm. why continue <laughs> after that? What what made you feel? Like you wanted to continue as opposed to burn your house down. You know, yeah, I I got tired of uh, being scared of the dark. Um, literally, it was a way for me to confront fears and deal with some of my own issues and things like that. Um, I, I have learned, you know, not to be afraid of the dark. And I am the boss of everybody here, not them, you know, not the other way around. And I am not above quarantining a doll if uh, I feel that they're running around the house and I told them to stay in the vessel and they're not obeying me. Uh, they do get quarantined. Uh, I have one that's currently in uh, the storage unit and one that's in our uh our garage right at the moment and you know it's like no I'll, I'll quarantine you i will put you in time out you want to go in time out and i do i treat them very much like children until they behave themselves uh but to me it's just become a business and it's been a part of it and i've always dealt with paranormal so it paranormal is normal for me mm-hmm. i forget when i talk to people you know that i'm not normal you know when i start seeing the look in their eyes going oh yeah this doesn't happen to you does it oh whoops <laughs> i i'm just so, i i'm still just like flabbergasted by all of this cuz when you cuz you first mentioned that every once in a while you get a spirited doll. I'm still obsessed. Why do you use that term, first off? I want to know about that, because I like that. Well, uh, you know, in, in my research and things like that, I have joined several paranormal groups. And, um, you know, I, I have my gauge for it, you know. And, and when, when I show paranormal pictures that I know that have been, de- you know, that have been uh 
scrutinized and know that they are actual paranormal pictures. If the group actually gives me a lot of flack, I leave the group. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, you can't tell a paranormal picture if it bit you in the behind. Okay, fine. (laughs) Uh, So then I've joined some doll groups for specifically haunted objects, haunted dolls. Uh, You know, now that I'm sort of in it to win it type thing it's like okay well let's start learning from other people let's see what the community has to say you know what do you guys do and very much you know they they treat their dolls with respect they they have parties for them they film you know they do all sorts of lovely things and they have very active dolls and uh seeing that from other people it's like oh i'm not crazy Mm-hmm. You know, because after a while, I started thinking I was just playing nuts. It's like, okay, you, you've gone around the bend, and how would you know that you've lost your marbles? You know, you don't. Mm-hmm. But seeing other people, you know, uh, have experiences and things like that, it's like, oh, okay. So they have that happen, too. Oh, okay, I get this. And I can commiserate or I can identify with them and ask questions and stuff. And there are some lovely uh, readers uh, that that do nothing but psychometry. They they do uh, haunted objects, particularly specializing in haunted dolls. Where I can pick up on some stuff, there are other people who are amazing huh. who can tell you everything about that doll ever, you know, and who it was and where they lived and, you know, everything. Uh, where I, I'm not quite that that good but i also have a lot going on too so um it's not it's an interest but not a specialty of mine i guess okay what what advice would you give people if they ended up with a haunted doll and let's say it was freaking them out be careful be careful what you take home uh because there there have been dolls that have uh, masked and and kind of hidden their intention from me, like mm-hmm. that that first doll that I talked about that's buried in the front yard. Uh, there have been other dolls that that quite frankly look quite innocent, uh, and even teddy bears. I have a haunted teddy bear in my living room, uh, so you know they look quite innocent oh and lovely. Uh, but can you handle that? Are you willing to take that responsibility? You know, and what level of activity are we talking about? You know, because I, I don't really like poltergeisty activity. You mm-hmm. know, I put up with an occasional, you know, door opening and closing or cabinet opening or closing. I, I can deal with that. Uh, but, you know, if, if things are flying around my room, no, 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 no. So you have to make sure that, that you can handle the situation. And it's definitely something to handle with respect and not not as a joke and not make fun of it and, and things like that because it really is serious. And, um, you know, that, that can go – you can go down the entire uh, path there of getting into uh, all sorts of – anywhere from a spirit to a, to an inhuman entity. Uh, so yeah, just be careful. Uh, know what you're getting. And I don't always trust eBay. You know, <laughs> it's like everybody and their brother has a haunted doll and boy, they'll tell you everything about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Uh, but do you really want that in your house? Are you willing to take, you know, pay that 200 something dollars and bring that into your house? Is that what you really want? You know, I prefer to go up and touch a doll. I prefer to see if if I want if I'm willing to take that on. Uh-huh. And sometimes the answer has been no. 
And I still feel guilty about a doll that I didn't buy because I didn't have the cash on me to get it. And I knew something, something was attached to it. And I still feel guilty. Wow. Um, so it, you just buyer buyer beware, be careful, you know, and things like that. Staging is always a good idea, staging. you know. But I mean, staging on anything that you bring into your home from Goodwill or an antique store is a good idea. That is true. There are stories about haunted dressers, for God's sakes. Oh yeah, every piece of furniture I've ever collected had something attached to it. Uh, that's how I knew I had a propensity for this thing. So yeah, it, it's like things can be attached and you know, it, it you, uh, my rule now is, is yeah, if I bring furniture in the house and it's used, uh, it gets staged thoroughly outside before we bring it in and we give it a little bit of a quarantine. I have some guardians that kind of watch out for our house and I kind of get the okay from them before I bring stuff in. Okay. And, uh, I always, always ask myself, what level am I willing to go with, uh, and you know, go from there. Just oh, oh, I want to ask you. You were talking about. Um, I wanted to know what the process was for like the top scary level dolls. You said you buried them in the front yard. Is there any, like, ritual that takes place? Salt? Why the front yard? Yeah. I, I, I went down to Denver, and I consulted a shop that I'm very familiar with, and also uh, it's Herbs and Arts uh, on Colfax. Uh, and I knew that they knew more about things than I did. And a lot of them lend themselves to voodoo. And, and I was like, okay, so I, I really need some... I need some advice and, and quick and dirty. How do we deal with this? Because if I'm going to bury something on my property, I need to make sure that it's not going to bite me in the backside. Yeah. Uh, so there yeah. is there is definitely a process. And uh, the people at H&A were amazing. And they kind of coached me through it. And they literally, I think, are still talking about me. Oh, yeah, that crazy doll lady. You know, <laughs> It's like, yes, that's me. Uh, but that's how we learned how to take care of her. And it, it was a layer of brick dust, red brick dust. It was a layer of salt. It was a layer of cumin and it was layering that and layering the doll in. And, uh, I also put crystals all the way around that doll oh. just to make sure that, that it stays there. And I still, to this day will, and it's been years, but I still go past the, what I call the doll graveyard. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's so sad to say this, uh, but I do check to make sure that, that the earth hasn't been disturbed. And it's like, okay, we're all good. And occasionally I'll just reinforce it with some extra brick dust and, and uh, blessed salt and, and cumin. Uh, cumin is really wonderful for a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, it, it's taking that responsibility. And uh, I'm kind of hoping we never sell our house because how am I going to explain that to oh my new God. owners? You know, I mean, we have a bunch of pets in our backyard. Dolls, I think, would, you know. Like I said, I I have already talked with uh, the people at the Museum of Shadows and saying, look, I will not pick this doll up. I will not unbury it. I will Mm -hmm. uh, not post it for you because I don't want it in my car. But if you want to come and get it, you're more than welcome. You can have this doll. Jesus. 
Uh, how many dolls do you think you have in your doll graveyard? Sounds so weird. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I would rather not do the exact number, but I have a few. However, having said that, I did something very mean to my niece and nephew one time. They were camping on our property, so I put uh, doll parts and pieces in the graveyard with them sticking up uh, and didn't tell them about the story about the dolls, and they oh found God. it, and it freaked them out. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a very mean person. I'm the mean <laughs> aunt. <laughs> that is awful. Um, oh, my God. So... Um, I'm like looking at my list of questions for you. Um, oh, we've mentioned him a couple times. Um, the guy that started our, our month off, you have also met Robert the doll. I have. I absolutely oh have. Um, after I met Annabelle, Annabelle. I became enamored and I wanted to know more about uh, spirited vessels. And I was like, you know what? I want to meet uh, Robert the doll. And so my same friend and I uh, decided to go to Key West for the sole purpose of uh, doing all the wonderful haunted things that you can do in Key West and also visiting Robert the doll. So we went there, we actually visited him. Um, I was enamored. I, I have to tell you, it was it was like looking at a really cute little boy. Mm -hmm. I my heart just pitter pattered. I was like, I like you, and there was something about him that I actually genuinely liked. Hmm. I introduced myself. I did everything properly, and then uh, being the amateur ghost hunter, I said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna test some things out. I didn't mention what it was out loud, but I didn't ask permission to take pictures, so I did three pictures. And then I looked at my phone, they didn't come out. Then I took three more pictures asking permission, they came out. I did that nine times. Oh my God. And it was every single time I did not ask permission, they were blank. Blank. Uh -huh. Every time I asked permission, they were fine. So um, after, you know, after visiting him, that was great. We left. Um, before we left the island, uh, we went and asked his caretaker uh, if we could go and say goodbye. Now, we were perfectly willing to pay the admission price all over again, but we really felt impressed that we needed to say goodbye to him. Mm -hmm. uh, she said, no, no, just go a quick goodbye. That's fine. Yeah, just go say goodbye. He he would like that. So I properly said goodbye and told him how much I liked him and, and all that stuff and left. Well, having in the back of my mind, eventually I wanted to do a creepy doll. Uh, and if I ever found the right doll to do Robert, I was going to do Robert. I've done Annabelle, and I've done Annabelle a few times, but I hadn't done Robert yet. Well, I found a 20, 21-inch full porcelain doll. Oh, my God. In a sailor outfit. He was in a sailor outfit. I went, oh, 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 are you kidding me? I was like, okay. So I wrote Robert, and I said, hey, Robert, so I don't know if you remember me, and I explained who I was, and this is what I want to do to honor you. Well, of course, you know, Robert's not going to write back. And I didn't hear anything from the museum, so I proceeded to alter this doll. I am finished with the doll, full porcelain. He, he, he is, uh, his backside is up. I'm actually signing my name uh, to the doll when my kitten jumps up in my lap 
the doll goes flying. But here's the thing. Somehow on the way down, the doll breaks. It not only cuts me, I'm bleeding, and it cuts the cord of the doll holding it together, or the cord holding the doll together. It breaks in pieces. I'm in tears because uh, this is last last year at uh, uh, Zacto. Um, I he was going to be my showpiece. And I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? This is my showpiece. And I'm in tears. I'm bleeding. I'm in tears. I don't know what to do. So I no, actually it was longer than that. Cause I, I sat on that doll for about a year. I didn't do a thing. He was in pieces. I just kept looking at him and I, I was a little remorseful and a little, my feelings were hurt because I thought I really liked Robert and I thought we had a connection. I thought it was okay. I would have never altered a dog doll if it wasn't okay. So I wrote him a second time and I said, look, Robert, um, if you do not want me to do this in your honor, then I will not go forward with this doll. I'm going to go ahead and put it back together. Uh, but if something happens, that will be my sign from you that you don't want this doll you know, out, out here in the universe. So I went ahead, glued it back together, glued all the pieces, had to learn how to actually cord a, a porcelain doll, which I'd never done before. Uh, so I got him done, got him finished. Uh, then my, my friend that I speak often of, uh, she did a backdrop of mock letters for, uh, Robert the doll. So he was in a chair. He had his little, uh, it was a little tiger is what I found, but he had a little tiger and he had the wall of, uh, little notes and stuff in miniature. And a couple came up and they said, we love him. And I asked him, I said, are you sure you want this doll? And you know the history of Robert the doll. We talked about it for a while. And I said, are you going to honor this doll? Are you going to put him in an honored place? They said, we actually have a very honored altar that we're putting him on. I said, okay, yours, you're done. And uh, it went to that lovely couple. And they never wrote me back. They never said, hey, look, something bad happened. So I believe that I got the blessing from Robert uh, to actually do this doll. I have pictures I can, I can text you. I can send you, you can put up for, for, uh, your people. Uh, you can't see my face, but my jaw is on the ground. <laughs> I got Angela speechless. Yay. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Please send pictures. Oh my God. It was just the weirdest thing. I mean, how the doll broke, everything about that was weird. And I mean, for me to be bleeding and I mean, it was it was a nice little cut on my forefinger. And I was like, I'm bleeding. The doll's in pieces. The cord was cut. I mean, that doll was destroyed. And I was like, oh, man. And, you know, I'm sitting there as a as a show person. That was my my piece for the year. Mm -hmm. You know, the doll that I put so much effort into. And I was like, you don't understand. I put a lot of effort in this doll. And I bought this doll from an antique store. This was not a cheap doll to begin with. You know, so all this effort and all this time and everything. And I, I was heartbroken. I was so heartbroken. Uh, but it, apparently, whatever I did the second time, it was okay. You mentioned something on your podcast, and you had said uh, the little miniature Robert the doll comes with a little uh, warning. Comes with and a note. It says Robert. Yeah, Robert will be watching you. 
And I, you know, I've forgotten that. You know, and I'm like, oh my God, I have that little miniature. He's in my studio looking over my work. I was going to ask if you had one of them too. Oh my God. I, I do. I do. I'm a fan. So, you know, make of it what you will. You know, I, I'm still scratching my head about the whole business. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell people. You know, this is what happened. These are the facts. You know, I, I don't know. It, it's bizarre even for me. Oh, my God. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just reminding. I'm so glad you had me on your podcast. Yes, I'm like, you are like the best finale for this. This is insane to me i'm like this ah this is so good um i'm like torn between like three other uh dolls to finish up and um uh uh now i'm like wait does Rebecca does Becca have another another doll story that I can add? But oh my god! Ah, ah. I was like, I knew you were really into the haunted tourism kind of thing, and I, I feel like that was one of our many bonding things. And You're very much that. Um, when we were in Vegas, which is where you and Rob tortured me with a and a. Uh, animatronic? And a, you know, the little dogs. Oh! The little battery dogs. That sucker sold. That sucker sold. In, I, I could not believe it. This guy came Thank by God. and said, yep, I want that. And I was like, oh, I love you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of, there was paranormal stuff that we had happen. Um, I can't quite put my finger on what happened uh normally at the oddities markets i get touched by unseen people you know mm -hmm. and, and i'm kind of used to it it's like yeah that's part of part and parcel of all the weird stuff that that's at the oddity market oh, including yeah. antiques. You know, there's lots of um, weird I, antiques and there's lots of weird people mm -hmm. and there's lots of there's so and there's just so much energy in those places i love i absolutely and faithful to the oddity market oh, because yeah. I, I feel a weird kid can fit in, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it's like, wow. Okay. Cause I am weird in my own way. And it's like, yes, I feel perfectly at home, uh, next to, you know, uh, the guy who puts blood in his resin, you know, yes. <laughs> and next to, you know, somebody else. And, you know, just all this stuff. It's like, yeah, it, it's fine with me. And the progression of my own, uh, decor has changed uh, to add some creepy cute and I absolutely love you know the things that I bought from other vendors mm -hmm. um, it's just a lovely lovely you know place to do shopping for other people you know yes. the people that you can't go to you know commercial stores for mm -hmm. no I, I would follow Michelle and Tony into like a burning building at this point I absolutely. I, I love Michelle so much. She's such a doll. Horrible word choice for this one. <laughs> but um, when we were in... If you hear noises behind me, I have an upset asshole cat. Um, but uh, when we were in Vegas, uh, me and my Ooh. friend 
Rachel, the Pickety Witch, were very uh-huh. excited to go see the Zach Baggins Museum. Because I, yeah. I, I, I'm a... I'm iffy sometimes on Mr. Baggins, but I, uh, but my thing is he's been obviously doing this long enough. He has a freaking museum now. He's doing something right. Um, but you, because we, we had our tickets and everything. We were all good to go. And you were the one who was like, <laughs> get, what was it? The RIP experience. Get the next yes. level. Yes. And for anybody because who doesn't you, know. If you didn't experience it, then you, you would have regretted it. Yes. And it, it really was worth the extra, you know, $30, $40 at that point. It's like, no, go ahead and get yeah. it. I think it was $30 because we were planning on getting t-shirts and the t-shirts were like 20 25 And we're like, oh, let's, let's do it. Because you get a t-shirt with the, the, yeah. Yeah. With the experience. Yeah, you get merch. Yeah, which, you know, it's like, hey, uh, you, you had me at a free T-shirt, you know. Um, yeah, it was it was a lovely mu- it was a lovely museum. Uh, absolutely worth going to. Um, it really was. That, but, huh? It really, really was. I was so impressed with it because we had done um, the Museum in, of Death in New Orleans Okay. And I was honestly utterly disappointed. Like, mm. the energy is weird, but the people, there it's one of those, there's a lot of uh, people that go in for, like, the hero worship kind of aspect. And you were getting those vibes. And mm. the, the thing that killed me growing up reenacting and in museums and doing history was how they displayed things. Mm, yeah. Like nothing's behind glass. I mean, there's some things, but not a lot. And it's like, there needs, it needs to be in a museum, but a proper one. And, and that just threw me. And then when we did the Zach Bagans Museum, it was absolutely glorious how he presented these artifacts. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> As as an ex tour guide and a lover of you know this type of stuff, I I was glowing. I I couldn't wait. I was like, yes, yes, please, you know, let let's go in here. That yeah. that to me was more important than doing Vegas itself. It was like, no, I want to go to the museum, <laughs> and that was the one thing I wanted to do. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was. I was shocked. Like. I th- I think the one that got me was uh, White Earp's Bible. Like, they had the whole Old West room. And that's what I grew up doing, was reenacting. And, you know, Doc Holliday's my man. And, like, that, I was just, and there's so much. And there's, it's amazing. I highly recommend it for anybody out there uh, listening to us. Um... It it's worth it, but it's also there's also this fun kitsch to it, like with the the Ed Gein cauldron. They you know yes. they had like a hidden Jason mask in the corner, and um, little there was like little things like that that 
It was one of those, it was a serious situation and it's a museum, but we can have fun with it. And it gave me a whole new appreciation for anything his name is attached to. I was just like, because then it was like $54 to do, I think, the upgrade. And I was like, oh my God, because I'm cheap. I'm just like, "I, I don't know about this. And it's literally two hours worth of non-stop entertainment. Well, and I loved how they they partialed or partitioned off the house, the museum, so that, and the house itself has history, mm-hmm. which you can look up and, and, and check into that uh, and all the wonderful things that, that happened in that house. Uh, but the, the museum itself was, partitioned off into areas where it was like you were going in through a maze but you had several tour guides you didn't just have one tour guide Mm -hmm. and I I actually kind of liked that uh it was really funny we went into one area and since they had handed off tour guides you know you don't know who this person is but you're you know going into this area and uh she caught me crying uh when I came out and and she kind of looked at me and she's like, are you okay? Because we fell behind. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. I said, I kind of, I kind of I, I got affected by one of the artifacts, and it was actually a doll. And uh, she goes, oh, the murder doll. And I was like, no, that one didn't bother me at all. Was and it Lily? Was the one next to it. Yeah, yeah, the murder doll. Did- what the hell just happened? I just started crying. She was so sad. And and I was uh, embarrassed that somebody thought. Becca, you you died sound-wise. That was really weird. Of course, we're still talking about paranormal. You're on speaker with me. That is so weird. That is so... uh, um, I asked you if it was Lily the doll. I don't know if you heard me. Um... Was she? Yes, that's her. Okay, she she had a white, almost like a christening dress on. Yes, little brunette in curls. Okay. In the um, case. Yes, that was the one that I that affected me, and it wasn't in a negative way. It was just very very sad, and and I was very embarrassed that the tour guide caught me crying. You know, because sometimes I am affected by uh, you know different objects and things, and you know there was so much going on energetically that I was shocked that I picked up anything at all. Uh, but then there were other things like Peggy. You know, yes, I I definitely joy to to see her i specifically went to the museum to see that doll and it was like yeah yeah i see you i respect you goodbye you know and we kind of got shuffled through uh but the dybbuk boxes is something that i i was in awe of and and that one really really got to me uh because i was walking around that box and i was like i don't think it's a hundred percent contained at the back uh, oh, there was like a no. little break in the salt, 
And, and I'm like looking at that little break in the salt, and I was like, how did that happen? It's encased, Ugh. you know, in a glass case. And I'm like, look at this going, oh, that's not good. And I felt energy at the back, and I was like, yeah. no, I'm not totally comfortable around this artifact. I gave it respect. And I definitely respected it and, and left. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with that one. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I made have, sure to go put an, uh, an off, offer on the altar very quickly. Um, you can't see my face, but I'm, I'm broken out in chills and I'm about ready to cry. I had the same reaction with Lily. Really? Yes. I'm sitting there because, you know, they're they're in the room and she's in the case off to the left. And, you know, she's telling... She hadn't even started with the story of Lily yet, but instantly drawn to her. And I'm like, me being me, I'm like, I'm going to step outside of this because it was very strong. And, um... Uh... I... I one of the things I always experienced as a child in our haunted house growing up were our um, our ghosts would play with my hair. Like, I would wake up with my hair slightly braided. It's like that scene from whatever that movie was. It had Catherine Zeta-Jones and Liam Nielsen and Owen Wilson. I want to say it's like House on Haunted Hill, but that's not right. But it's one of those. And I... Yeah. It's a very distinct feeling especially when you woke up with it very frequently as a child and I haven't felt it in years like after I grew up they my spirit stopped doing that I felt that in Lily's presence what? and so I sat there you know like pulling the energy off of me as you know non- discreetly as possible to the point where the the tour guide had to come over and check on me and they're like are you okay like discreetly they just came over when they switched tour guides and she came and stood next to me and was just like hey you cool i'm like oh yeah i'm fine as i'm like (laughs) trying not to oh my god (laughs) that is so freaking weird oh my i'm 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 shook. Um, yeah. And, and having that experience, so I'm going to turn a question to you. Having that experience, you have to, in some small way, believe that objects can be spirited. Oh, yeah. No, I totally believe it. That's why I don't trust it. <laughs> like, I completely... Here's my thing. Even if I had never experienced it, enough people have so for me to just throw it out yeah is it's just it takes away their story um yeah and that, yeah. that that's how i am with it but no i totally believe all that i i totally believe a doll can be haunted or it, it, not possessed however uh, Ed wanted to describe it. No, I totally believe that. I'm. I need to write Rachel immediately and be like, "Do you remember this happening?" Because <laughs> holy shit! Oh, I I am. I am so shook right now. I don't think I've I've had 
literal phenomenon happen on the podcast before. And I was not this shook. This is amazing. Oh my, oh my God. I can't wait to write Rachel. Um, yeah, we're, ah, uh, ah, uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm. I was just going to say, I hope the listeners are having a good time. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I find it entertaining. I'm, I'm broken. I am. Absolutely broken. Because I, I thought about doing Lily for this month, but there's just not a lot of information out there about her. Well, and you can't, and you can't take pictures in the museum, unfortunately. No. Uh, so it, it's like, and, and that is, I found that to be true in other museums as well. You know, you just can't take photo- photography, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But you can bring your equipment, you can bring your K2, you can bring this and that and, you know, have some experiences. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's remiss that you can't take your own photos because uh, I yeah. absolutely love uh, debunking photos and, and checking yes. them out. That I mean, that that's how I started doing stuff like this, man. I'm that I mean, I understood it. I understood why and everything. But, yeah, no, I was I was a bit heartbroken. I, I was that person. I'm like, really? I'm paying 50-some-odd dollars to come in here. I can't even take my own damn pictures. And then I, I got it because, you know, everything, especially in that one, is wired. And the, um, I'm, I'm still, like, in shock right now. You know, I, I did find uh, a post about Lily saying that she had been purchased by Zach Bagan. So there's one before she gets into the museum. But that's about it. But yeah, there's not not a lot. So I'm 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 shook, y'all. I I just uh, oh, I just remember, you know, this weekend when we talked, when we met at fair, you were worried about, you know, the podcast and never doing this before and you know, worried it would be, you know, too short and stuff. I just wanted to let you know we're almost at an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew, I knew I we were. I stories. Yeah, I'm like, I knew we would be okay. I really did. Um, I I can't wait to go tell Jordan, even though he will not appreciate this story as much. But, um, uh before I let you go, I have to ask, since you are our, my, like, now, you, you've been to the places I've dreamt about, what would you say is your favorite haunted object you've encountered, and what is your favorite location? Oh... Good. I stumped you. I needed a break. <laughs> I needed. <sighs> you need. You need to breathe. Um, that, that's kind of hard um, because I, I do encounter paranormal on a regular basis. Um, I I really really thought it was cool to see Annabelle. You know, mm-hmm. I, I knew that was something really really special. And uh, same with Robert the Doll, you know, um, which has inspired my, you know, my entire life's work here. Yeah. Um, 
I, I love haunted objects. You know, I, I just love seeing if I can pick up anything, uh, just, you know, see if I can tell. That's the main reason I like to go to antique stores. I love touching things. You know, <laughs> it, leave me alone and, and let me let me wander around for an hour, you know, and see if I what I can pick up. Um, but yeah, I, Annabelle was a, was the highlight, I think, of of everything. Um, I feel like that's fair. You got to meet Lorraine Warren, and for those that don't know, Tony Spira 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 is Spira. is her son-in-law daughter uh, son-in-law. Yeah, and he has kind of taken up the mantle of. Uh, their life work. I did ask him, because uh, I was a little concerned, because I, I knew that, you know, um, Lauren being her age, you know, that, you know, eventually she's going to join her husband and, and cross mm-hmm. over. And I, I was like, what's going to happen to Annabelle when, when she passes? You know, and he's like, we're keeping the museum and the family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I was actually very comforted by that mm-hmm. uh, because I think it needed that type of respect, mm-hmm. you know, and that level of, you know, having a priest come over and bless it once a month. I mean, they still do that, you know, and it's like, okay, that makes me feel better. Uh, you know, th- there needs to be a proper amount of respect shown to these objects and proper handling and care and things like that. So that, that actually made me feel a lot better. Wow. I'm, I, I'm, you have no idea how jealous I am of that still. Um, what about favorite location? Because mm. you have been to some heavy hitters. Um, I, I honestly, you know, uh, and that'll be a different podcast. We'll, we'll talk about those experiences. But um, one of my very favorite locations is the Crescent Hotel oh. in, uh, in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Oh, good one. Um, it just, I love the paranormal. You know, yes, it is haunted. It's been verified. Um, I love the paranormal activity. Um, I totally got messed with, you know, every time. And we've been several times. Uh, we're kind of hooked on that museum or that uh, location, uh, but also having uh, the the creepy um, the what is it, the morgue going down into the morgue of the crescent um, is very interesting. Uh, I actually caught an interesting picture uh, with my uh, FLIR camera, and uh, I did I did like the ghost hunters do, and I, I took a really cool picture. Um, nice. It's just a very, very interesting place. There are so many places that boast paranormal activity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's like, to me, I love making a vacation of it and let's go see someplace haunted. Mm-hmm. Let, let's see what we can pick up and, you know, do. Uh, but the Crescent will always be one of my very favorite haunted hotels. Oh. Uh, we just got back from a small hotel in Boonville, Missouri. Uh, it's called the Frederick Hotel. Okay. And did ha- I did have activity there. I did an amateur ghost hunt, and I got an orb. Uh, I actually saw physically a rocking chair move, but I was the only person on the floor. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like looking at it going, 
this thing's moving and I'm alone, you know, uh, things like that. So um, it, it's just neat to kind of explore. And if I feel safe, I'll do it by myself mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'll just wander around and, you know, maybe take equipment, maybe just take pictures uh, and stuff like that. A camera is a great ghost hunting tool, oh, yeah. you know, because you can just pick up on so many things. And I got a few anomalies and I was like, wow, you know, this is cool. I got, I got some stuff just from this little hotel that's 117 years old in Missouri. Uh, and that was on the way to St. Louis. Uh, so yeah, there, there's just amazing places out there that you can go and discover. If it's old, it might be haunted. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, residual energy is a huge thing. Ooh. And absolute. So, since you're into the haunted, uh, this has been an argument I've seen popping up quite a bit again. Um, a residual residual energy. People arguing that residual energy is a a haunting, like implying that a haunting has to be an intelligent, active. I can see I can see that argument. I, I definitely can see that because uh, I have experienced residual mm-hmm. uh, as well. You know, it's something that just happens on a regular basis. It's almost like it's been marked in time and it's caught on a loop and it plays over and oh, over yeah. and over. And it doesn't seem like the spirit in question is actually interacting with the living. It's like they're not aware. They're just doing what they do, whatever that is. And I have seen that many times Mm -hmm. uh, when I was a tour guide. Uh, So it is something that that can happen. Um, I still think of it as paranormal activity. I mean, if you're catching something, you're catching something. Uh, You know, there are professional ghost hunters that can count on one hand how many times they've actually seen an apparition. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like. Okay, I I guess I'm lucky. I've seen a lot, you know, and I've experienced a lot. And, you know, I definitely seek it out. Uh, But it's always when you're not expecting it, when you're not looking really that hard, that's when something happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's almost like the paranormal is playing a trick on you. It's never the the person who, I want something to happen to me. No, it's going to happen to that skeptic over there. Oh, yeah. And it's going to happen to them. Um, But it's all intriguing to me. You know, each person's experience is something really amazing. It's like, yeah, you walk away from this place going, I have personal experiences. I have my photographs. I have this evidence. I have, you know, I I take little tips and tricks that I've learned over the years um, doing haunted tours. Um, Just little things, because I don't believe that uh, equipment has to be overly expensive because uh, you can use pencils. You oh, yeah. Use a sucker. You can use a sucker in your hand and it can move. I mean, mm-hmm. there, are, there are things that you can do. You can play with a ball and the ball will move. I have watched a ball actually make a U-turn and come back to me. Oh. You know, it, it's like things can happen like that where you're like, huh, that really just happened. Uh, so ghost hunting equipment doesn't have to be expensive, no. you know, especially for people starting out. Uh, but again, do be careful. Don't just, you know, run out there and go, I'm going to go find an abandoned building and go ghost hunting. You know, um, it's not always safe. No. So be careful. I mean, that just not paranormally either. 
<laughs> yes, yeah. that, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah, you right. know, it's not always the ghosts. It can be the living, the living, or who I'm afraid of. You know, it's like I'm not afraid exactly. of ghosts. <laughs> We're afraid of the living. Uh, but yeah, you know, just be careful on how you do things. Get permission, you know, yes. or go go to places and see what you can pick up. Because uh, I mean, everywhere I go, you know, I find something interesting and intriguing. Salt Lake City has uh, amazing ghost tours. Uh, and I Ooh. love taking other people's tours and they have an amazing tour. Uh, I had so much fun. I took their day tour and their night tour. I was on the bus for four hours, Wow! Uh, but I had so much fun that I was like, no, you know, uh, let's hang out here. They took us to, uh, uh, was it Bundy? We couldn't go into the cabin, but we went to the park where his murder cabin was. And I was like, that was pretty impressive. Oh, uh, so there's all sorts of interesting places that you can go to. Huh. Uh, uh, any recommendations for the Portland, Seattle area off the top of your head? Because I will be there for the oddities show in October. But we have like that week. I, We're just not going to come home. Yeah, I I actually have never have never been out that area. Okay. And by the by, I'm thinking about doing that show next year just so I can go and explore that avenue. Right. Uh, so I, I don't know. Um, I'm excited to find some some interesting things to do while we're in that area. But it'll have to be next season. But yeah, that's kind of on my list going, okay, we're, we're dropping some of the shows that didn't do so well. And mm-hmm. we're going to go a little further out and take a vacation and, and just kind of loop it in. Yeah, no, I was when Seattle was the week before Portland, I decided it cut into the hat season a little bit too much like I'm still getting a ton of orders by that point Uh, so when they moved it back I was like all over that so quickly as soon as Michelle says something I'm like emailing her and commenting on the post you know one of those obnoxious persons and then just left it alone because she always tells you not to bug her more than once but it was just like oh I am I will do the research and scout it out for you and see what I can find then. That's awesome because that, that's kind of what we're thinking is doing the the Washington and Seattle, you know, uh, kind of uh, thing. If they're close enough together, we'll just stay out in that area and make a vacation of it and do it um, and see how it goes and see how they like my creepy, creepy stuff. Um, we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Portland was an amazing show last year. I didn't. I haven't done Seattle yet, but Portland, I think, was it was right up there for me for, with uh, Denver. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It was it was uh, a lovely yeah, surprise. Salt Lake, City. Salt Lake City was was probably my best to date, oh. and and who would have thunk it? You know, I, I actually didn't realize Salt Lake City would be that well, you know, that good. Uh, but yeah, uh, so it's kind of a hit or miss. You know, mm-hmm. you never know if people are going to jive with what you do, you know, and things like that. Um, of course, I've got two shows uh, coming up in October, which is perfect, you know, because the dolls uh, lend themselves to Halloween. Mm-hmm. I understand that, which that's, yeah. So, oh, I'm... I need to go right, right, Rachel. This is, I, I'm, I'm still like shook. And yes, please send me 
all of your pictures. It It's already getting late for us, and I know that, and I want you to know we're over an hour and a half now. I know you were so worried about it. Your first podcast. You did amazing, by the way, and I think I need to show you how to do podcasting so you can come up with your own, because I think you have enough stories. <laughs> No, I'll just come on yours. I'm okay with that. <laughs> that works for me. I, I, I'm okay with that, too. So I, I'm, I'm still trying to find more people for you as well, and, and I'll be passing that along. And because uh, there are some amazing people who have amazing stories, you know, to tell. But you know, nobody knows. And yes, thank you for making this painless uh, for my first podcast because I was very, very nervous and hadn't done public speaking in quite some time. So um, yeah, I appreciate it. No, I I knew you were going to be amazing. I I knew it. So. Thank you so much again, dear. Where where can people find you? And would you want people to contact you about creepy doll questions? Uh, yes, uh, they can uh, contact me through uh, ravenstarkdolls at hotmail.com. Uh, that's the best way to do that. Um, and as far as I do have an Etsy shop, it's again, called Ravenstarkdolls, I think, .etsy.com. So I do have some dolls on that. Uh, I keep my plushies off of uh, Etsy because it's not cost-effective for me to mail them. Uh, Mm. But I do have tons of plush animals that are all nice and creepy and cuddly and things like that. Uh, We're doing not only HearseCon slash Morbid Curiosity coming up this weekend. Uh, We're also doing Monster Day in Greeley. Uh, so there'll be a few local shows that, that Raven Stark Dolls will be at. What is Monster Days? Because technically by the time this comes out, HearseCon will be over. But what what, what oh, is true. what is Monster uh, Days? Monster Day is, um, is geared toward kids. And it's actually trying to teach them not to be afraid of monsters. So there are people oh. in Halloween masks and and selling creepy stuff and uh, things like that. Uh, I did this show a few years ago, and I hadn't been back because I got busy doing the oddity market. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they wrote me, and they said they wanted me back. So I said, sure, I'll do it. Uh, so I'm going to do it again. Uh, it is, I believe, August 20th is, is okay. when that show is. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh. I, I'm still. You're amazing. I adore you. We're gonna we're 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 just gonna get together soon. We'll do more. We'll do more. I'm still like you know. But thank you so much again, dear. You're welcome. I hope everybody enjoyed my crazy stories. And uh yeah, tune in uh for her next podcast. Thank you to Becca from Raven's Dark Dolls today. You can find her all over the place on Facebook and if you're feeling brave enough on Etsy where you can purchase one of her dolls. 
I'm not sure if she has the spirited dolls on there, but she has a few sometimes at shows, especially the Oddities and Curiosities show. So definitely check out her touring schedule. I'll be posting details on the live ghost hunt tomorrow, so keep a lookout for that. And that's it for Haunted Doll Mo- Month and this week's podcast. Next week we are starting Haunted Woods with an extra special podcast. So until then, my goblins and ghouls, stay spooky. Spooky.